This is Sports and Torts with David Spada and Elliot Harris on TalkZone.com. Let's just get right to the interview I did with former Notre Dame standout in Los Angeles and Oakland Raider, Tim Brown. It was great to get the news a week and a half ago that you got in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it should have years ago. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh, the wide receiver position is a tough position for these voters for some reason. And uh, I think it's only going to get tougher with all the guys coming out. If they were having a problem with us playing in the, what they call the passing era, I don't know how they're going to be able to uh, navigate around these guys. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, with Jerry out there and Chris Card and Andre Reed and myself, man, and now Marvin is out there, you know, it, it's just a tough, tough deal. And uh, it took six years, but uh, at least we got it done. I see that you grew up in Dallas, Texas. How did you end up going to Notre Dame? Uh, well, my people were looking for some place uh, that I can get a great education. And uh, the only school that came to the house talking about an education was Notre Dame. Uh, you know, so my uh, parents were pretty impressed with their track record of graduating over 98% of their, their athletes at the time. Um, so, uh, you know, we didn't we didn't think football was had a, I had a future in football. So it was all about getting that education, man, coming back home, getting a good job. Another Hall of Famer was similar to you and Dan Hampton, that he didn't play football till later on in high school. He was a band member. Yeah, well, you know, I played. I actually played in the seventh grade, eighth grade. But when I got to high school, um, I played my freshman year, too. But um, but my mom wanted me to stay in the band. I was in the marching band my uh, my freshman year also. So, And I enjoyed playing percussions, and uh, she knew it was something that I really loved doing. So my sophomore year, I had to choose between the band and uh, football, and she wouldn't sign the document because she wanted me to stay in the band. But I snuck and had my dad to sign the document for me. And um, so she she thought that every Friday night I was still going to march in the band. And it wasn't until I had a great game and my name was in the paper, the picture and everything, that one of her friends called her and, and told her that her son was in the paper, and that's how everything sort of got exposed. Was it a tough decision choosing Notre Dame over Nebraska or Oklahoma or SMU? No, it really wasn't. It really wasn't. I mean, SMU was tough because I wanted to stay home, and it's a great academic school, and um, so I knew I could have gone there and done well. Uh, but with all the uh, potential issues that they were even talking about then, we knew that it probably wasn't the best place for me to go. And believe me, at 17, and I graduated high school when I was 17, I, I wanted to stay home. I wasn't ready to go. Uh, you know, 1,500 miles away. Um, but, uh, you know, really I, I didn't have an option. Oklahoma, Nebraska, as far as academics were concerned, uh, they weren't an option and Iowa. And so it came down to really to SMU and Notre Dame and, um, and with SMU with their potential problems, I really didn't have a choice but to go to Notre Dame. When you went to Notre Dame, their coach was Jerry Faust, who was under a lot of pressure to win down there. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. Pretty bad situation, man. I, I tell people, I mean, you look at Notre Dame's football team, then you know I didn't go there for the football. I went there, you know, for the academics or whatever. So, um, yeah, it was tough. We had a tough two years. I think we went five and six both years. And, um, you know, we just uh, weren't, a, weren't a good football team, man. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, got rid of uh, Coach Faust. He was a great, one of the greatest coaches I've ever been around as far as, you know, his ability to deal with players. But uh, on the field, it was just something totally different. How did it change when Colts Holtz took over? 
Well, you knew right away that this was a guy who uh, knew exactly what he wanted to do and how he was going to get it done, and we just felt as if we were a much more complete football team. Uh, I think that his first year we went six and five, but we really felt like as if we had, you know, gone ten and one. So uh, we were really excited coming back into my second year because we thought, you know, we had a chance, and and we were eight and one up until we uh, met Penn State and had a chance to go for the tie, and we chose to go for the win and didn't get it, and uh, that sort of knocked us out of the uh, national championship race. But uh, um, so, you know, but uh, we were a great football team, and Lou had said when he first got there that in three years he was going to win the national championship, and sure enough, the next year after I was gone, they won it. Did the players have a difficult time accepting Coach Holt's decision to go for the touchdown rather than the field goal? No, no, it was, he left it up to us. He, it wasn't even the captains. It was, well, it was the captains and the seniors. It was our chore, our choice, whatever we wanted to do. If we wanted to go for the two points, we could. If we wanted to kick the extra point and tie the game, we could do that too. But if we tied, chances are we were going to be out the national championship rate, um, uh, that way too. So, well, he called the right play. Tony Rice just didn't pitch me the ball. <laughs> <laughs> do you still aggravate Tony about that to this day? Oh, you know I do every time I see him. Who gave you the nickname Touchdown Timmy? Uh, I believe it was the announcer at at, um, at the Notre Dame game. I think he actually said that during the game one time when I scored, Touchdown Timmy. And uh, that was it. It stuck and, uh, you know, stuck throughout my NFL career also. What was it like when you found out you won the Heisman? Uh, you know, it was one of those moments, man, that uh, you really couldn't – Believe it, it happened, you know. I think um, by the time I got there, I knew I had a good shot simply because, you know, like one of my teammates told me, well, if somebody votes you third, then they shouldn't be voting anymore. So you know everybody's going to vote you at least second. And Mc- McPherson may win the East and Gaston Green may win the West, but you're going to be second in all those 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 regions, and you're going to win this thing on second-place votes alone. So that actually made a lot of sense to me, <laughs> but uh, – you know, going into it, you still have no clue what was going to happen. But it was uh, it was an incredible moment, no doubt. Did it help being that you were at Notre Dame that people give Notre Dame players more respect in the Heisman Trophy voting? Um, you know, I don't know if it did or not. You know, I think Jim Nance asked me that question, and I told him, I said, look, I went to Notre Dame for one reason and one reason only, and that was to get a great uh, um, education. And if it turns out that it helps me on the football field, then so be it. So I'm not apologetic for that. But, um, you know, that that certainly wasn't the reason why I went there. But if if it did help me with that, then, you know, God bless Notre Dame. <laughs> did you know the Raiders were going to draft you in the uh, draft in 88? No, we were hoping they would. You know, we were trying to um, get to them. So I think we did everything we uh, could to get to that pick. And uh, once we got there, we were hoping they would take us. So, um, but, you know, uh, they ended up taking us and, uh, you know, it ended up being exactly what we wanted. Originally, you were just, what, a putt and kick returner, and then you basically transitioned into being a full-time receiver in the early 90s. Yeah, well, my rookie, I left the team in receptions because Lofton and everybody got hurt, so I ended up leading the team in receptions. Then I got hurt my second year, uh, missed 15 games, and uh, came back the next year, my third year, and, Played, uh, I was a third down guy and, and punt returner. I did that for two years and going into 92, I was set to do the same thing. Then Mervyn Fernandez got hurt the second, third game of the year 
and I uh, end up uh, starting the rest of the year and um, starting the rest of my career. How hard was it being a receiver with the Raiders because there was no stability quarterback? It seemed every year there was a different quarterback. You know, it was tough, but at the same time, you know, um, you know, you knew that they had some ability. You just had to find out what that was and and play to their strengths, and that's that's what I was able to do. What was Al Davis like? You know, Al was, you know, he was uh, great at times and not so great at other times, you know. But uh, uh, I think that, um, you know, his overall legacy is going to be one of greatness and one of excellence because, uh, you know, when you win three championships and you put all the Hall of Famers in the, uh, in the uh, hall that he has, you know, you can't help but to be great. And he's in the Hall of Fame himself. So so from that standpoint, it's a, um, it's a legacy of, of greatness, man. And, um you know, that's where it should be. Did James Lofton work with you when he was with the Raiders, or did Fred Blitnikoff work with you to make you a better receiver? Uh, yeah, uh, Lofton did. James, uh, you know, Freddie was my coach for 15 years, so obviously I learned a lot from him too. But uh, Lofton, my rookie year, you know, stayed out to practice with me and, and sort of got me ready to play the position. How did Freddie help you? Well, I mean, Freddie and I had many, many, many hours together in in the classroom and on the field. So, just every once in a while, jumping them nuggets of you know what he did with his game or what I should be thinking was uh, very, very helpful. What cornerback gave you the toughest time? Uh, probably Dale Carter and James Hasty. You know, going against those guys twice a year was, was pretty tough, and they were incredibly difficult guys to play against. But um, we managed to have some success against them, and, um, you know, it, it, they sort of brought out the best in you. How pleasing was it when you found out that the uh, Raiders were going to bring Jerry Rice in as a receiver alongside of you? Well, I was I was really excited about that. I remember um, getting the call from Bruce Allen saying that they were going to do that, and um, I told him they'd do it yesterday and bring him in. And next thing I knew, I saw Jerry on CNN running routes with the Raiders, so... Uh, but, uh, no, it was, um, it was the right move. Great for me in my career. And, um, you know, I think it may have may, may have even extended Jerry's career a couple of years. How fulfilling was it when you made that Super Bowl? Uh, it was, it was great. You know, it was year 15 for me. So to get an opportunity to play for the national championship, I mean, for the world championship was, was an amazing feeling. Did you think to yourself, you know what? I think we're going to do it this time. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we definitely had the better team, no doubt about it. You know, um, uh, we had the number one offense in the league that year. Defense was ranked top ten. Um, you know, everything that could go wrong just went wrong, and um, you know, it ended up being what it was. But uh, it was it was still an incredible experience. You ever think to yourself, "I wish the Raiders would not have matched the offer sheet from the Broncos in '94 because I could have had a chance to play in two Super Bowls with John Elway and the Broncos." No, no. I mean, I think um, it turned out exactly the way it was supposed to turn out for me. And, uh, you know, who who knows? I go on that job, may have gotten hurt or something. Who knows? So I never let myself think that way. What is a defining moment in your NFL career? Uh, you know, I don't know if there was a moment. You know, I think for me, just being consistent for all those years was – the thing that, uh, you know, I may be known for just, you know, uh, wasn't having one incredibly great year. You know, I think I'm the only receiver in the history of the NFL to have 10 years of 75 catches, you know. 
So, um, you know, I think that's, um, you know, that's, uh, that's good enough, you know. You became eligible for the Hall of Fame in 2010. When you have to wait for that phone call, how hard is it? It's gut-wrenching, brother. It's a, it's a gut-wrenching process, and um, I wish there was a different way they can do it, but um, I guess there isn't. Uh, but, um, you know, I think if there was some kind of parameter list out there, it would make it a lot easier because guys would understand, you know, if you hit this number, it's going to take you two years. If you hit this number, it's going to you know, take you five years, you know. But uh, it needs to be something because this process is grueling, no doubt about it. And, um, you know, I'm glad to see uh, Todd Haley get in. I'm hoping that Kevin Green gets in pretty soon. Uh, those guys, Kevin, Kevin's been out there nine years, ten years, and uh, Haley was out 11 years. So that's just way too long to be on the top 15 list every year. I was hoping for a Notre Dame trifecta this year with you and with Jerome Bettis and Ricky Waters. So I don't know what's going on with Ricky. He's one of the best running backs around. But, again, it's tough on running backs, too. Yeah, it is. It's tough. It's only going to get tougher, too. So it's just going to be a tough process. So who's going to present you when you go in? Uh, it's going to be my brother. He is, uh, he's, he's been my brother longer than anybody's been my coach. So, <laughs> you know, so he's, uh, he's the one that's going to do it. Uh, David, you're a busy guy. I'd like to thank our guests, Tim Brown, Charles Haley, playmate Chelsea Aaron, and our executive producer, Dave Olson. This has been Sports and Torts on TalkZone.com. Tune in again next time. <laughs>